Hey friends, your pal Mike Shea from Sly Flourish here with another episode of Sly Flourish's Lazy GM Prep. In this weekly show, I go through steps from Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master while preparing for my Sunday RPG. In this case, I am running a homebrew game using the Numenera system by Monty Cook Games. Numenera is a science fantasy RPG built around an RPG system called the Cypher system. Uh, it is a system I very much like. It is a fantasy world, high fantasy, high science fiction, high science fantasy world that I really adore. And uh, I have been running a campaign called The Fourth. This campaign, in this campaign, a very powerful entity that exists both in the physical world in the the outside which is like the outer planes and in the data sphere is trying to come back to the world to take over all life on the planet every cellular piece of life it wants control over it had done so many millions of years ago and it's trying to do it again and our heroes are trying to stop it so this show, like all of the work of Sly Flourish, is brought to you by the patrons of Sly Flourish. If you are enjoying this show and you want to give back, you can do so by becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. Patrons get access to all kinds of exclusive material, behind the scenes videos, previews of things to come, and all kinds of cool accessories like the City of Arches, an entire city uh, that is built for adventure. People really like it. I am very happy with it. Really cool things that are going on there. You can get access to that by becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. And most of all, you'll help support shows like this. Last week in our game, we had three players that came. So we, we've had a couple of sessions. We only had three players. We have six normal players, but people have been coming in and out. Lots of different real life things going on. So let's take a look at what happened. So in the strong start, they began. I ended up not running this strong start, right? I wrote up a strong start. And it's like, nah, we're not going to do that. So I had, we, we had, so the funny thing is we had, I think two of the players that were there last week had not been there the week previous. So there was a fair bit of like uh, catching people up, which was fine. I didn't mind. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm happy this we're not in any rush. So I was happy to kind of go back and talk about things that had happened in the past before things like not everything has to be like things have to happen. Sometimes it's just spending a little bit of time, especially with like a complicated campaign like this with everything is a little weird. That is that is perfectly fine. They found out. So they so I didn't run this thing. I was going to have Cavax, the speaker of the fourth show up and demand fealty. I decided ah, I'm going to push that back. I don't really want to do that. Instead, I'm going to have Kimley their friend, a friend of the characters who has been taken over by nanites, evil nanites that are, that have convinced her that she is one of the walkers of beyond a, a, a nano of essentially like a wizard, you know, think about it, like a wizard nano that supports the fourth emperor's return. But she knew that she had been infected and she was giving information to the characters to, to let them know, like there's a cure. And that cure is at this place called the vault of Tacharin. The characters are already chosen. They're going to the vault of Tacharin. So they learned if we go to the vault of Tacharin, we can, we can find these nano cures than the nanites. Right. And we're going to go there. So the characters started making their way there. They got, they found a broken archway. I used my science fiction generator to come up with an AI based broken archway. They learned that the archway was, uh, they learned a lot of these secrets here. They didn't learn about the satellites. They didn't learn about Sam. They, they did learn about Sam G 1138L. Oh, that's, I have a funny thing that happened. They learned that the heralds are seeking nanos because they're the most valuable for building the empire. They did learn that. Sentient beings who have gone over the top of their integrations in Numenera. I don't think they've learned this part yet. Kim Lee Walker Beyond knew that her mind was being taken over and sought a cure. Yes, she learned that. The nanites are capable. Of, something shattered the fourth emperor after millions of years of control. Almost no records exist. I have not. I have, they did not learn about the hex. The heck, they did not learn. They like the fourth number. Yeah, so a lot of these uh, secrets I can still, I can, I can, I can double up on. Fat Ninja DM says, I don't know about anybody else, but I think it'd be cool to see Mike's process from beginning to end. 
all the steps making an adventure from beginning to end from getting images looking at reference materials and sexual thoughts you're seeing a lot of it man like this is pretty much it i don't you know you're not there's not much going on if you want to see like a, a complete adventure that I'd never done yet, there's, there are videos that I've done where I've made an adventure from scratch. There's at least three or four videos where I made an adventure from scratch and you can see every part of it. Uh, there's two video series where I use the Lazy DM's Companion to generate an adventure. And I think I did another one recently. So I, I would suggest taking a look at those. There's one I did about City of Arches too. So you're not, you're not, there's not a whole lot. There's not behind the scenes stuff that you're missing. This is pretty much it, right? I mean, you see the images and stuff, but I just copied and pasted those right out of book, right out of the Numenera books. So they made their way across the land. They fought these fire zicks and the Balkana. It was actually only one in the end. They found, I think they found a useful cipher. They also learned that this creature, there was a creature called the behemoth or something like that. The super powerful behemoth that they learned about. And, but then they met some NPCs. So they went there. And I, I, I improvised a lot of stuff. And they ended up meeting Navarro and Burham who I think are really fascinating NPCs. These are right out of the, the main book. It's a, a guy and his fish companion. The fish wears a, a mask that lets him breathe in the air and also lets him float above the land and he just sort of swims about, right? He was very cool. And so the two of them met the characters and they said, uh, they met them outside of the Vault of Tacharin and they said, yeah, we were going by. We're actually heading back to Badrov ourselves, but we thought we'd stop here at the vault. The problem is that everybody that's ever tried to explore the vault has never come out. They've, they've all gone in and died. We don't know what happened. Or they've all come in and never come back out again. We don't know what happened to them. And the, and they shared a lot of information, stuff like that. And it was really, it was really kind of, it was really kind of neat. It was really, there was some fun, fun character interaction. It's hard to not have a great NPC interaction with a floating fish. So uh, that was great. And we are definitely going to use those in our session today. And then today's session, they made it to the door of the Vault of Tacharin, but they did not go in, right? And so this session, they're going to enter the Vault of Tacharin. And I was scrambling a bit around last week about the Vault of Tacharin. I think I've got better ideas about what's in the Vault of Tacharin this week. So hopefully things go smooth while we're doing our prep. So let's get a new session planning template. 27 March, 2022, Sunday Numenera. So first thing we do is review the characters. I don't know who is going to be here and who is not going to be here uh, this week. I'm not sure. So we have... I really want to find out more. And I think we're going to start off with campfire talk. I, I should have warned the characters that they're going to do this. And this will probably eat a little bit of time, but I think it will help all of us. And what I'd like to do is go around from each of the characters and ask them, what do they think? What are their thoughts about the current situation? What do they think about what's been happening? And where do they want to go? This is like stars and wishes, but for characters right? Which really is still stars and wishes for players. You're just basically asking stars and wishes for players, but you're asking it through the point of view of characters, which turns it into gameplay, which is cool. It'll eat some time. I don't know if eating time is a goal, but like we're not in any rush and it will help me because I don't really, I know, I know the characters and I'm learning about like how they approach situations, but I really don't know like the, the goals and motivations of the characters are. And I, and I want to dive into that a little bit. So I think we're going to do that today. So we have Baiko, an intuitive Jack who rides the lightning. He loves to uh, have sparks, you know, electricity arcs off of him. Likes to be in the fray, is an intuitive Jack. I think he might change his build. I think he talked about potentially changing his build. So we'll see. Has the, and, and you know, knows that Nakia has the worst luck with electronic devices. But you can see like, I don't have a lot of information about Baiko. I don't even have a picture of him. Cecilia is a graceful jack who wields power with precision. I know the most about Cecilia because Cecilia 
has this tie to the fourth to the fourth emperor. This is uh, this is Cecilia's character, right? She's like a insect person, and she is a graceful jack. So she's also, and I didn't even know she was a jack, right? Flies around on gossamer wings. Oh, that's what she looks like in in the data sphere, right? Uh, and I did do some stars and wishes. Uh, she likes the time span of things. She enjoyed the tapestry. Very interested in the history of the Aeon Priest and something that we don't know. So I got a lot of information about Cecilia, right? And a, and a good good connection. And she, her whole thing is that she only has a couple years of her life left before it's, she turns into something else. Jad the Shade is played by Joe. Joe's been out for a number of weeks for work work things that he had to do. Where's the image? Oh, that's his character sheet. And Jad is a meddlesome Jack who exists partially out of phase. And he's got a fair bit of background, but I'd be very interested. Uh, childhood friend is Maeve Jacobs, who is also an Aeon Priest and is the father uh, or mother of uh, one of the other characters. So they have kind of good connections. But I'd like to kind of like get a feeling about what do they think about what's going on? And that also gives me like, you know, where are we going with this campaign? How far do we want to go? We've talked about it. We're probably going to go at least another few weeks, right? I don't know where I'm going with this thing. And I'd like to know that like, if I want to bring the ending up close, I should bring the ending up close. And I kind of thought about that. Juniper, I also know relatively well. Juniper is a cheerful nano who possesses a shard of the sun played by Juliet. Juliet's a fantastic player. And she has lots of good information about her characters and how she plays. But it, she's very optimistic. We have two characters who are both very optimistic about the future, right? And it's really interesting to kind of see their optimism. Then others are like, well, I don't know. So that's, we have Nakia. Nakia, I got a picture of Nakia, benefit Jack who acts without consequence, right? And he is, the acts without consequence is almost a license to be a dick. And we got to worry about that a bit, but the player is not a dick, so we don't have a problem, but I could see that one being a problem. His mother is uh, Maeve, and so his mother is the head of the Aeon Priests in Badrav. And he's also pretty optimistic, kind of a rich kid learning about the world, right? And then we have Samji1138. Samji is a, I also know about Samji. He is a purely uh, Numenera-based being uh, that we found out is actually one of an army that exists beneath a place. I'm mixing Slaves of the Machine Gods and Jade Empire. What was it? The Jade Empire book. The I forget I forget what the other one was. Oh, I forget. But there's another adventure. And I'm th I threw those two in. And boy, they put on that real. They're like, oh, we should go there. And I'm like, wow, really? Okay, I guess we could do that. So we'll see where that goes. But Samji is a protective glaive who fuses flesh and steel, who is actually all steel on the inside and is a is a pure construct being. So so that's pretty cool. So I think we're going to start with the campfire talk and have a, you know, converse more more conversations with Navro. Or, yeah, Navro, N E E Navro and Burham about the vault of Tekrin. All right? So really, we have the campfire talks, conversation with Navro, and then enter enter the Vault of Tekrin. For those of you wondering what I'm doing to do my campaign management, I forgot to mention, I am using Notion, the tool, the online tool called Notion. I've been using it for campaign planning now for a good couple of years, and I really like it. It's a very cool tool. You can learn all about that uh, in the show notes below. I have a link to uh, how I use Notion for campaign planning. Very good tool. Very, very easy to use. I am, I am very happy with it. So that's cool. All right. So they are going to enter the Vault of Tacrin. So we want some secrets. And we have... So then we, we also have an NPC. Do I have a, a Tacrin the ex, the Excogate? Excogate. I don't know how to pronounce that. Excogitate. Right? Is an NPC. Look at him. All right. That's going to be cool. So we have secrets and clues. Tacrin. I'll link it. 
was a an explorer and historian who dove deep into the relic of previous empire of previous ages he is equally obsessed with understanding history and incorporating numenera he cares little for the current world or its people tacrin is nearly a thousand years old and has given himself has given up his mortal body his physical body to become a being more ethereal tacrin has explored many world many worlds beyond including a recursive set of virtual of simulated worlds for hundreds of years right tacrin is very interested in history so what does he want i think he lives by the philosophy of there are other worlds than these we're going to steal that right out of stephen king's dark tower right tacrin wants to dive into other worlds and would love access to both the outside the realm outside where the fourth emperor resides and access to the fourth emperors all right that's cool i'm going to steal i'm going to save some time i know i say you should reuse your you shouldn't you should always write new secrets and clues but all these hex ones these hex ones are all really good and i plan to use them again so i'm just i'm i'm cheating and taking four i'm taking four of them i'm not going to take that fifth so that's nine secrets that we have what other is there another secret that they could learn here what else could tacrin teach them uh tacrin so the fourth emperor the fourth empire never cared to build nanites capable of reversing the network the the the, the voice nanites however has engine uh, can engine has or can engineer them in his nano vault nano forge so i think you know above all what tacron wants is access you know more worlds he's i like the idea that he's spent a thousand years in a minecraft world right i think i think that that's kind of fun but really he's built like recursive simulated worlds and he's like they're you know where they come from he's like i don't know if they're randomly built or if they actually are structured but boy they're interesting to explore and he's been exploring these recursively you know like like inception right and then he's popping back out and he's like oh it's been a thousand years so i think we've got you know those 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 are good. We're, we're four steps in of our eight steps already. Look at this. Isn't this great? So location, the big location is the Vault of Tacrin. But we also want to think about where they're going to go to next, right? And I think I want to, I want to reinforce, I, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to railroad a little bit, right? And the characters could turn them down, but I think I'm going to have one of the people from the, from Scarlet Watch. So new page in... So Scarlet Watch is a location, town surrounding a huge statue of a 
scarlet humanoid. The town is being attacked soon by Oragulians. I'm not telling that spelling Oragulians right. This is my seven samurai. I want to do seven samurai because you can't go wrong. And so I think we're going to have an NPC of Scarlet Watch show up and beseech the characters. Please come back. We need your help. They're going to come. My mother and my sister both have these nanites in them. And not nanites, but my, my mother and my sister have these powers and they're going to take them. And I don't know what they're going to turn them into. And I, we need you to come and help, right? So I'm going to implore. And that, so I'm kind of pushing from this one to another one because I think it'll be fun. I think they would look forward to it. One thing I do want to look at, I want to see if I have cool pictures of Scarlet Watch. Let's see if any of these pictures kind of, yeah, not so much. Ooh, that one's kind of cool. I think that works. That's perfect. Yeah. Oh yeah. Copy that. Right. Where did I get? I got. I just went through all the Numenera books. The question about like where do I find the images? I went through the Numenera books and I just grabbed snapshots of places that look cool and I stuck them in my notes. So we're gonna delete this one because I'm not gonna do Village of the First Ones. Although we could call it. We 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 could call this one, Scarlet Watch Village. Whoops. All right. That can be kind of fun. Wolves of the Kala has seven samurai magnificent seven field. Yeah, exactly. More dark tower. I'm, I'm I was definitely thinking wolves of the Kala, right? And and what was it? The castle Discordia, where the wolves came from. God, I love those books. I just read those books. It wasn't crazy about the last two, but I loved, I loved the first five or six. I don't know. They're all good. All right. So cool. We we put that other location in here. So that just grabs me that idea of defending Scarlet Watch from a bunch of it. I think could be a fun way to go. So NPCs, we need to have, oh, am I in the right notes? I'm not in the right notes, am I? These are wrong notes. We don't want those. Let's put this into the old session notes. Navron Burham. And I want to make an NPC. Let's go through uh, one bit of prep that I did early when I was getting ready for this campaign was to just grab screenshots and drop them in. And Brodix would be a good, I kind of like Brodix and he's got this like, what is that thing chasing him? I don't know. It could be, so maybe Ave the Guardian comes. Eh, she's too hardcore to me. Yeah, that'll work. So that's good. So that those, those are some NPCs. Are there anybody else? Any other creatures? I don't think so. So, but the primary thing we're focused on, so that way I've got sort of a drive of, okay, what are we going to do after the Vault of Tacron is done? And I think I'm going to push them towards Scarlet Watch. I think that that'll be fun. But let's, now we need to dive into, okay, what are they going to find in the Vault of Tacron? What are the things that they're going to, they're going to locate? So this is a picture of the Vault of Tacron. Again, I just grabbed a cool shot, but I thought it looked cool. I grabbed a Dyson map because we love our some Dyson maps. I was just ranting about maps, right? And I'll tell you, because this is online, I have no problem with maps. Maps are easy, right? And it has two entrances. And so now I have, I have sort of the answers to some of these questions. I was like making this up as, as I was going. I'm like, what's the vault about? But now I know why. And so the vault is one of the vaults of this Exgagate Tacron, right? And he used it. It used to be a place where he would store things that he had found during his historical journeys. Now it's been hundreds of years and he doesn't care. However, there are some creatures. There are some creatures that exist in this place. So we have dissectors. Oh yeah, let's get some, let's get some of our books up here. 
because I think I picked some. It's some bestiaries. Let's get the bestiary one and bestiary two and bestiary three. And we'll grab uh, discovery. So if we go to discovery and we'll just drop in here and we'll go to creatures and characters, creatures, and take a look. So uh, there is a creature in here that used to work for like equivalent of like his golem, right? He has a creature in here that works for him that I think has been collecting Numenera and it has failed to do so, but it still does. So any, any adventurer that sort of walks into this place faces this, this thing, which has been ripping the Numenera out of, out of them. It could be, it could have mutated into a, a Calarail right fused organic and insubstantial flesh mingles with food to steal uh, this is not bad right i've used the calarail with this group before in eberron i wonder if they'll remember but this would be a cool thing to face so i think and it's it's tough like it's really hard seven is hard right like seven is you, they're gonna have to work but they are tier two now right the characters are tier two so they have a little bit of a better angle of being able to defeat this guy let's see calorie smashes the foe with powerful limbs ability to absorb matter gives it interesting options it can heal itself by absorbing matter particularly large chunks of very sturdy material such as metal or stone so it heals yeah, i think we might i think we're going to throw a calorail in uh, i might change its name because I think my players will remember that I brought a Calarail in in my Eberron game. And I don't want them, you know, it's one thing, like, I don't mind him fighting the monster again, but two different genres. And that is page 228. So what would be a cool name? Like the, the something. And we'll put a parens. The Kresh. How about the Kresh, right? The Kresh is this creature that absorbs and has eaten... You know, I think that, I think that is pretty cool. So we got a good monster for them. Are there any other, what other discoveries do we have in here? Let's look at the vault, right? So we have, I wrote some locations then. You have the, we have the front door, which is over here in the lower left. Takrin's crypt, which is in the back. One, one thing I think is cool is that he has like seven bodies that he can inhabit. Like his skull is sitting in the center, but there's these vaults around it and each one has a different body. And like four of the seven are broken. And he's like, oh, maybe that one works. And he goes in and it's like, ah! And it's like, oh, that was a mistake. And then that body goes, because the bodies have been de decomposing over time, right? So we have like, sarcophagi of bodies host bodies he has a nanite laboratory i think that would be in the back we have a weapons vault we have a ruined lab i think this is probably this area here the crystalline library yeah so he has a library of stuff the ori of the outside right a hall of accomplishments is the main one the hive uh, which is probably back there the data sphere vertus right he's got a data sphere vertus somewhere in there an archway to the outside that could be in here somewhere that doesn't work anymore and maintenance maintenance and chemical closets and halls and and chamber of the crèche right let's see i did a bunch of bestiary three things look at these i think i i just kind of flipped through bestiary three and picked some stuff let's look at churrigate swarmers and, and we'll see if these still if i still dig these so that's a page page 34 these guys could be these could be sort of like the precursors of the Kresh, right? The Churrigate Swarmers, are, they're low, they're not very dangerous. They sort of 
they're they're like the bugs that pick off the pieces of the of the of the crash, right? I think that that could be a good time. So sure, those are we have dissectors. I don't think I'll need the dissectors if I have the calorail. I, I guess like you might as well put that. You know, oh, this was going to be. This is going to be the thing that was finding that that kind of worked for. I don't know. I could run this instead of the crash, the dissector. Right, it's this huge like hulking thing that is ripping the Numenera out of people and is doing so for doesn't actually like care about it anymore. He's like, oh, I'm long past that. It just it just does it. That's my, I don't know. Do we like this or do we like the you know the idea of the crash? The, the this one's a little bit not quite as nasty to defeat. I think I might change. I think I'm changing my mind, and we're gonna go with the dissector. Right, it's like weird hulking automaton. I think I like that better. Turns out last week's idea was better. But it's not a dissector, it's just a dissector. Ether Vores, page 57. Oh yeah, so that like if they go through the if they go through the other tunnels, I think they might face a few of these guys, these weird tentacle armed hungering for flesh. Yeah. That might be kind of cool. So I, I I picked some I picked some pretty good monsters last time. And then the Felbus, page 60. Yeah, maybe. These are all pretty good, frankly. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny, but it turns out it turns out these creatures are actually pretty good. Uh, I'll throw them in my monsters list here. Where, where did I get this awakened relic? Where did that come from? What the hell is an awakened relic? I don't know. Whatever. Then probably is a bestiary. Let's take a look. There we go. Oh, big powerful thing. Yeah, I don't think we need that. So I feel good about that. Now I'd like them to just... I, I, I want... I want to give them some magic items, man. I want them to get some cool items. So let's take a quick look. Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I screwed up. Let's, well, I guess we'll start with discovery. All right, start with the core book and then work our way out. And we're going to look at Numenera, the Numenera. And we're going to look at artifacts. So I want to give them some artifacts, right? There's things that have been discovered here. So there's random artifacts, which might be cool. Oh, those are the quirks, right? Let's take a look here. So we got like amulet of safety, analyzing shield armored flesh. So what what kinds of things would be cool? Well, melee, a, a lot of people like ranged items. So it might be cool to give them some ranged, some ranged things. They're all using like crossbows, right? So a needler would be pretty cool, I think. Thunder cannon, that sounds cool. You know, I think it's time to like give them some cool, some cool weapons. Fiery Hellmaker. So let's just, we'll, 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 we'll kind of skim through these here. Battle armor is kind of cool. I think I just gave somebody, they, they just got some cool armor from, from the fire things that they fought. They skinned them and they're going to make some things out of them. Cellular Disruptor. Hits organic creatures. Living creatures hit by the beam move one step down the damage track. Non-living organic targets are destroyed. Chameleon Cloak. Takes on the colors and texture of everything around it. The wearer for 10 minutes. One hour if the artifact is level 9 or higher. This eases hiding and sneaking tasks by two steps. How often does that... How often can you do that, though? I'm used to, like, the... It returns after a day. I guess, like, every time you use it, you do a roll, and sometimes they are depleted. So I like chameleon cloak. I think I think people somebody will like that. 
so we'll we'll drop a chameleon cloak in that's kind of fun and let's take a look at other stuff dimensional armor full suit of synth steel that seems i don't know disruption blade that's pretty cool i think a disruption blade would be cool it's very powerful extra 10 damage i think like three good items is probably good and i, I definitely want to have a ranged a ranged attack thing healing sword stab him and get healing back launcher just launches things the light spike is kind of fun i think i i, I offered a light spike as an item before and forgot to use it I suppose six good items. Like I know I'm like I'm 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 money hauling it a little bit, but like I haven't given him anything, and I don't think they're gonna find more stuff like this. So the idea that they they come to this vault and they get a whole lot of a whole lot of stuff. The needler is all about poison. I don't know if I want to do that. Murder globe, a slug spitter. Could be very powerful. I think we'll go with a four instead of picking the. I'll, I'll just choose a level for it. Use with a spray or arc spray abilities that some characters have, but each round of ammo used is additionally sure. Why not? We'll drop that sucker in. So that's four items. Snipe wand. It's kind of fun. It's also like a slug, slug spitter. Kind of fun. I'm sort of tired of organizing this stuff like this. Let's do one more. Stunner. Thunder cannon, large heavy tube. The suspender belt. A grossly obese creature could wear the belt simply to function normally. Huh. Hey, Baron Harkonnen. The tendril graft. That's kind of cool. Gives you a whip-like tail. That's fun. Let's do that. That one doesn't... Oops. Doesn't deplete. All right. So I got some treasure. That's cool. Whoops. Oh, my God. What happened? All right. Good. Oh, I got moved again. So how do I feel? I feel pretty good, right? I think I've got some interesting stuff here. They've got things that they could learn. They've got next paths. I think we're, we, we're gonna, I'm gonna learn some stuff from the characters. I'm gonna learn some things about the players. They got some fun NPCs to talk to, some fun stuff to fight. I think I'm pretty good. I got some new new items for them to discover. So I think we're all good for today's game. It's funny. I feel a lot better about today's game than I did last week. And I didn't feel prepared at all last week, but now I feel, I feel fine with this one. I think it's going to be a good time. We'll see if it actually is. My friends, I want to thank you all for hanging out with me today and watching me go through my prep. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, you can help me out by subscribing to the Sly Flourish newsletter, supporting me directly on Patreon, picking up any of my books, or uh, following me right here on YouTube. Thank you all very much for hanging out with me today. Have a great day and get out there and play an RPG. See you guys later.